This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. We must all ask ourselves where we may have given up on our efforts in helping others because we didn't see the results that we'd hoped for. We have to ask ourselves, why are we more invested in outcome than effort? This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. When my kids were really, really small, there was this homeless man who lived across the street in this tiny little parquet that was right on my block. So his name, his name was Art, and my son loved him. At lunchtime, he always asked me to make extra food for Art. And so I would, and I would escort my son out, and we'd take it out to Art on one of his bright-colored little plastic Ikea plates, you know the ones. And he would sit down on the park bench beside Art, and Art loved to teach him things. And I remember he used to teach him how to fly and twist those little maple pods that fall from the trees in Canada. Anyway, for well over a year, we got to know this man. He was raised, it turned out, in eastern Canada, and he'd come to Toronto many years back, and I'm not entirely sure of the details of his personal story, but suffice it to say that hard times changed his reality. And he ended up on the streets. And as God would have it, he ended up changing my family. When my husband learned that Art would not be able to access his disability checks or welfare because he had no fixed address, he decided to take matters into his own hands. And he took him to the government agency, filled out all the forms for him, and he even used our address as his place of residence so that he could receive mail to us if necessary. But then he went further and he found Art a little tiny studio apartment because winter was coming. And we moved Art into it and my husband took care of all the costs attached to that. And we left him there knowing, certain, that we had made a meaningful difference for this man. That any of us under different circumstances could become a man who my son adored and who adored my son. And yet... The very next night, Art was back on the park bench asleep. His bags and belongings were under his head like pillows and beneath the bench. And we came to understand that Art did not want, nor perhaps was not mentally able to want, a place of his own indoors. And so we accepted this rejection with love. But it was that relationship that kicked off a family obsession with meeting people where they are. Not trying to fix them, not trying to analyze them, just to give them their needs as they required, even if from time to time they rejected the very things that they truly needed most. So a friend of mine worked at a day shelter for homeless women. She, too, explained to me that they repeatedly attempted to resettle these women, to find them places of their own, but that many of them most often rejected them as well. That 
perhaps a combination of mental health challenges and a desire to live as rootless as they felt inside had a role in it. But she taught me, and consequently my entire family, that when we give, we must do so without expectation that things will turn out as we envision. And the Torah teaches us this repeatedly. From our experiences with art, our family decided to support a shelter for Indigenous Native North Americans, which was just down the block from us. We'd help prepare food and we'd clean out the pots, and even once we rode on an outreach van deep into the night to bring food to the homeless wherever they were. And they were everywhere, in ravines, under bridges. I mean, everywhere. And my 13-year-old son at the time brought his monthly sadaka donations to that organization because they were on our doorstep. They would pass by our front door every day. And you know, the things that we need to do generally are volunteering and doing worthy work as a family is the ultimate way to bond around a connection to Jewish values and around embracing unity without uniformity. It helps us to take action in our communities. It is Tikkun Olam, the mandate to repair the world. In Perke Avot, The Ethics of Our Fathers, we learn that while it is not incumbent upon us to complete a task, neither are we free to desist in beginning it. Where there is much effort, there is much reward. And the late, great Rabbi Noah Weinberg wrote in an article that he called The Jewish Secrets to Success. He shared some comments about a famous Torah quote. This quote is from the Talmud, and it says the following, If you make the effort, you will find results. Rabbi Weinberg asks, What do we mean by find results? Why wouldn't we just say, If you try this, you'll see the results? The answer, he says, is that efforts and results are not cause and effect that reaching great heights does not depend upon our natural talents and our capabilities. Effort, yes, is our responsibility, but results? Well, they're a find, a gift from God, and God will give us whatever we need to succeed. Our family's experience with the homeless community helped us understand this fundamental Jewish principle. Love your neighbor as yourself. When we love ourselves, we are generally the first to give ourselves the benefit of the doubt. We judge ourselves favorably. We make excuses and rationalizations for most of our own inconvenient truths. In fact, we're experts at it. I mean, you should watch me explain away the chocolate cake that I had for breakfast or the reason why I spoke rudely to someone. And this is ultimately what we need to do when we love our neighbors. We need to apply the same standard of love to them that we do to ourselves, that same benefit of the doubt. And we must remember that the outcome of our attempts to help our neighbor is not up to us alone, and that we will find, not see, results. Because again, productivity and outcome are not mutually exclusive. But love and positive judgment always is. We must all ask ourselves where we may have given up on our efforts in helping others because we didn't see the results that we'd hoped for. We have to ask ourselves, 
Why are we more invested in outcome than effort? Because on Earth, there may be a report card that grants marks for mastery and perceived success, but in the heavenly report card, it is truly effort that gives us the A that we're after. This week, can you look at the opportunities that are on your doorstep? The people nearest to us in emotional or physical proximity who may need to be loved the way we love ourselves. And can we ask others how they need help and not just assume that we know what it is that they need? Can you encourage your children to be givers while teaching them that the efforts are entirely ours, but that the outcome is up to God? Because if we can, well then the arts of this world may teach us more about love than any Hollywood movie or romantic love song. And they're created in the image of our Creator. They are our brothers and sisters. Let's learn to love the stranger. Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.